Well, so good. Um, one more time, my name's Hayden, and um, welcome to everybody who's also joining us, um, celebrating with us online today. Wherever you're watching, tuning in from, engaging with us, drop it in the comments so we can celebrate with you as well. And I'm grateful today because on the third Sunday of every September, uh, we always have the honor and the invitation uh, to celebrate our church birthday. And I believe whenever we have a reason to celebrate, we should. Amen? I, I'm, I'm a big believer that church was not meant to be endured, but enjoyed. Um, and that there's something about coming to church. Like I saw somebody just take a breath and was like, amen. Like, thank you. Like, yes, right? That we get to come together and be filled up and, and praise them and see some people and, and be encouraged today. And that's my prayer. That's what I'm praying for today is that you'll be stirred in your faith and encouraged for the season um, that is upon us. Whenever we have a birthday in our church, I always try to take the first couple months that lead up to that time. And really for us, it's been the last uh, few months in the summertime where I just began seeking the Lord and asking him, what's the theme for this next year? God, what do you want to do in year eight in the life of our church? What do you want to show me? What do you want to show us? What's the theme for this next season? And I just began asking God to to try to make it clear. For some of you, maybe you remember our seven-year anniversary. Last year, our word, it was an M word. It was momentum, momentum. We talked about momentum. In this past year, we've been leaning into momentum, defining it as forward motion. And we can't create momentum on our own. It has to come from him. And we've been walking in his momentum. And that's why we do 21 days of prayer leading up to our birthday, because we want to we just want to draw near and have him draw near to us and, and listen in. And what was happening over the past few months is we were in a series throughout the summer that we called the Parable Collection. And within the Parable Collection, I just began to journey through these different parables of Jesus in a fresh way. So I was reading specifically in the Gospel of Mark. I kept seeing a similar theme that was jumping out and kind of pulling me into these parables. And what's a parable? It's a, it's a short-form story that describes a spiritual principle. So oftentimes when Jesus would preach the parables, he would tell these short form stories. He would use illustrations of real life to try to drive home a spiritual truth. And I was reading these different parables and a theme started to be created within me that I really felt lead us to this moment today. For example, in Mark chapter four, verses eight and nine, you see Jesus give these words. It says, other seeds fell into good soil, and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. What that did for me, church, is I just said, hold on a second. Let me make sure I'm, I'm listening. The ending of verse 9, I think, is the invitation to, to make sure your ears are turned on. Amen? Right? Okay, Lord, let me make sure I just heard it. Let me read it again. And so in Mark chapter four, you see the parable of the seeds and the sower and the soil. And Jesus says, well, there's one seed that falls on good soil. Come on, somebody say good soil. soil. Right, and I'm interested in the good soil. I'm kind of like a ROI person, like a return on investment. I wanna make sure I make the best choice. Come on, amen, right? And maybe you're like that as well. And he says, we don't know about all the soils, but there is a soil that's good soil. And what happens is, is it produces something. Not only that, but come on, say this phrase with me, growing up. Say this word with me, increasing, right? And then yielding 30-fold, 60-fold. 
and a hundredfold. And he said, if you got ears to hear, you better tune in. Here's what I realized. Jesus in this parable has an expectation that me and you will grow. And that began to speak to me in a fresh way. I began to realize that Jesus gives these seed parables with this idea that if we're actually listening and hearing him speak, that there would be an essence of growth that follows our lives. Maybe it's my athletic background, or maybe it's just me wanting to to soak up every ounce of this life that God gives us. Um, The book of James, the brother of Jesus, James says that our lives are like like a blink of an eye. Come on, everybody just blink. He says, that's how long our life is. Maybe you felt that. I know I've kind of felt that as people have said to me in the past week, dude, eight years at church, I walk, no way. And it's like in one moment, it feels like a whole lot of time and like such a short time in a blink. Like, wow. And, and <clears throat> James says, that's kind of how our life is. And so for me, I don't want to get stuck in the 30 and just say, hey, I'm just going to cruise the rest. I'm already 30, fold. I don't, if, if I can go to 60 fold, put me in the 60 fold. <clears throat> if we can go to a hundred fold, come on church. I want to soak it up, amen? Maybe it's just me, but if there's more growth in my life, I want to get there. I don't want to arrive in heaven one day and Jesus say, man, here's what could have been if you would have kept growing. Now, I don't know that Jesus would do that. He's probably too kind and gracious to do that. But I want to get out everything that he has in store for me right? And my concern is, my fear is, church, hear me on this, lean in for a second. My fear is, if we're not careful, we can get comfortable with where we're at and our comfort will rob us of the growth that God has for us in the future. The word for year eight that I really feel like the Lord has put on my heart is this word, grow. Come on, somebody say grow. Tell the person next to you, say grow. This word is grow. Let me define the word grow. I'm going to define it with two definitions. The first definition comes from the Oxford Dictionary. The word grow, it's a verb. It means to become larger or greater over a period of time, increase. What does it mean to grow? It means something gets larger. Your life gets larger. Your relationships get larger. Your Your friendships get larger. It becomes greater. Your walk with Jesus gets larger, amen? It gets greater over a period of time. Could it be, don't answer this, don't put your hand up, but could it be you've stopped growing? And if that's the case in your life, this is a great message for you. This is a great season to plug into church. Why? Because God has more for you to grow. I love this definition from Webster's, to spring up and develop to maturity. What is the essence of growth? It's to spring upward and then to develop into maturity. Some of y'all are like, I like the first definition better. I like the first one, the, the greater, the larger stuff. I don't really want to tap into my maturity. In fact, I would, conviction alert, because I do it too, I would be willing to guess that some of you are thinking about other people more than yourself. 
at this very moment, you're thinking, ooh, this person, this person, and this person, and you're number four on your list. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about me. But, but could it be, could it be that this would be your best year of growth and that you could trust the Lord with everybody else's growth? And if you get more mature and you get greater in your walk and you begin to, to, to develop, that God would do the rest. God put this spirit in my, this, this phrase in my spirit. I want to share it with you here today. I, I really believe it's true. Church family, I really believe it's true. I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Here it goes. Ready? If you grow, we'll grow. Come on. I'm talking to somebody here today. It might hit you on the way home. If you grow, we'll grow. Camera, stay. Come on. I got to come down for a let me talk to this side. If you grow, we'll grow. Come on, say it with me, Sandra. If you grow, we'll grow. Come on, help me over here, you guys. Are you with me? If you grow, we'll grow. Here's what I want you to do. I'm, uh, this is going to be challenging, especially for some married couples in the room. I'm going to make it awkward. You came to church today. Just go ahead and lean in. I want you to look at the person next to you. Look at them in their eyes and say, if you grow, we'll grow. It's heating up. Hey, come on now. Hey, turn to the other side and say, I didn't forget about you. Be Benny, online. Hey, if you grow, we'll grow. Listen to me. If you grow, students, if you grow, we'll grow. Come on, older adults that think, hey, that was the young bucks. They growing. No, no, older, older folk, older bucks. If you grow, we'll grow. I, I truly believe, Walk Church, hear me on this online. See, because I think that there could be a misinterpretation. I don't want you to mishear me. I don't want you to think, man, I came to Walk Church's eight-year birthday. You know what? All they want to do is just grow by numbers. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you grow, that'll happen in its own. If you are taking responsibility for your growth and you're growing in Maturity, you're growing in your evangelism. You'll invite people yourself. You know, a great preacher, Leonard Ravenhill, once said, nobody ever advertises a fire. It advertises itself. Either people run to it or people run from it. But if you're growing and your flame is lit, you're going to grow yourself. And guess what? Growing people tend to be around growing people. I might even dare to say something that's convicting and a little bit risky. Can I say, can I say something that's dead? Can I say something? Should I go for it? I'm going to go for it. Mm, should I do it, Lord? If you're not interested in growing, I don't know if this is the right church for you. I didn't say, I didn't say that we don't want you here. I didn't say you're not invited. It's the total opposite. I'm just saying, if you're not interested in growing, you're going to have a hard time because we're gonna, you're going to be around some growing people. I believe that there's something in this room today. There's some faith in this room today where there's some people that are tired of just staying the same. May it never be, may it never be that you think, hey man, there, you, there was this period in my life, man, where I was growing and all it is is a memory now. Let me just tell you, God didn't change. God didn't move. Maybe you lost some of your de dependency and your desperation for him 
and something happened where there was maybe a shift, but maybe this right here is the message and the word and the moment where the Holy Spirit got your attention and said, dude, there's more to grow. Come on. In fact, I've been saying this this morning. You guys know if you've been a part of our church for any amount of time, I love to say, let's go. I always am like, let's go. I'm changing it. Let's grow. Come on. It's corny, but I'm saying it. Come on. Somebody say, let's grow. Let's grow. Listen, I believe if you grow, we'll grow. If you stop growing, we'll stop growing. I think the 10 a.m. service will completely grow if you grow. I think your marriage will grow if you grow. I think your kids will grow if you grow. I think our city will grow if you grow. And I think you got to, come on, let me see those definitions one more time. Can I just see those definitions? I think you got to take responsibility for your maturity. You got to take responsibility for your increase. You got to take responsibility for your greater, for your larger, for your development. If you do that this year and this becomes your white hot year for growth, woo! I'm excited about that in your life. Here's what I believe. You'll be glad you did. You'll get on the other side of your growth. It might not be comfortable. You might feel like you just worked out. And you might say, man, I feel better though. <laughs> and I think people enjoy being around me better. You got to take responsibility. Like here, here's the thing that I realized. I think we're too easily susceptible to excuse making. Not just the comfort, but I think that we are almost we're professional manipulators when it comes to spiritual growth. And you know, for example, maybe you maybe you came to Walk Church and you started coming to Walk Church and you were like hands in the pocket Jesus. And you were like, that's what your mercy did for me. I can't get my pants out of my pockets. That's what your mercy. But then one Sunday you were like, you know what? This is kind of my jam right here. And so you moved into like pay me Jesus. And you was like, that's what your mercy did for me. Thank you for your mercy. And then you were like, you know what? I, for some reason, I'm moving into $5 footlong, Jesus. I don't go higher, but I'm like, I'm wider. That's what you Don't look at me. Take you at your word. And then one day, the Lord just impressed you so much that you went, Raiders, touchdown, Jesus. Come on. Amen. Right, and you are in here, and you're like, take you at your word. And you came in here to bring praise, and you came in here to worship, and you're there, all right? Now listen to me. Come on, stick with me for a second. And you're there. Now listen, and you're thinking, I'm there. And what if Jesus today is saying, you are there. Your worship has matured so much, young man. Your worship has matured so much, young lady, but now we need to learn how to read your Bible. <laughs> so you could have mature worship in zero word. And what if Jesus goes, great, you've grown, but let me go ahead and shift the growth barometer and let's, let's, let's open the word. And all of a sudden now, what if this is your year to not just grow in worship, but grow in the word? But, but listen, for some of you, you might say, hey, pfft, my worship is mature. I, I, 
and, and mind you, let me just say, I don't base mature worship off of expression alone. You could have a, a more uh, moderate posture and still be worshiping wholeheartedly. Don't, don't mishear what I'm saying. I'm just saying be free to express how you feel free, how, how you want to bring praise to the Lord, right? And you might even have mature worship, and you might even have mature word where you're like, Psh, I wake up in the morning, I can do my quiet time. And I've always struggled with that phrase, quiet time. I'm like, God, like, speak to me. Like, I want something loud, right? I get my, I, and you're like, man, I read the word. I read an Old Testament chapter. I read a New Testament chapter. And, and you might have maturity in worship, maturity in the word. But if Jesus might come up on you and say, but you're rude. And what if this is your season to mature in your kindness? And what if Jesus says, I know, I, I know you study the word, you watch a thousand YouTube clips, you're, you're, you know, you're like, you're like a, a, a Pharisee online. I don't know. I like, I, I was there once. Hey, I was there once. I was there once. I had to grow. It, it became, it, it, it paralyzed me. Where you become more critical, then you are more much growing. It becomes your cap. You can't grow because you're because the devil's got you so focused on everybody else and what they're not doing that you focus on what you're not doing. And you become a spiritual professional Pharisee. And here, what if Jesus is like, hey, this is where I want you to grow out of that. Let, 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 let's grow. Or maybe, right? Maybe it's, hey, you, you, you've grown in your kindness you're smiling. You love going to church. You're there on time. You, you, you got mature worship. You, you, you're deep in the word, but you know the minute the Holy Spirit mentions anything about money, whoa. And what if the Lord says, hey, guess what? This is the year to grow in your generosity. What if this is the year where you say, God, even grow this air? What's my point for saying that? All of us have something to grow in this year. That's my point. My point is that if you really take an honest, reflective examination of your life, there will be something, if you have ears to hear, if you're open to saying, Lord, where do, what's blocking me from going to 30 to 60? Where do, what, what's not matured in my life? I know I got good worship. I know I know how to read the word. Is there something else? And I bet you the Lord will say, this is the area you got to grow in. And what if you took responsibility? Because I believe, help me, if you grow, we'll grow. If you grow, we'll grow. I remember reading this parable in Mark chapter 4, right? The, the, the seed sower and soil parable jumps into another seed's parable. Look at this one with me in Mark chapter 4, verses 30 through 33. This is the parable of the mustard seed. He said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? Now, let me just say right off the bat, don't miss that hypothetical question from King Jesus. Right? In another place, Matthew 6, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom yes. and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. But what does Jesus do there? He elevates the kingdom of God to first priority. He says that kingdom mentality should be the first mentality for all of us. Why do I say that? Now, here's a moment where Jesus says, what should we compare the kingdom of God to? He says, the thing that's of first priority, what could we use to describe it? What parable would we use for it? Jesus is setting it up. He goes, I got it. Ooh, I got it. 
like a mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. It's the least of the seeds. Yet when it's sown, it grows up. Do you see it? Something about Jesus expects us to grow. It grows up. And what is it? It becomes larger than than all the other garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade so that even people in your life of all different shapes, sizes, and colors and cultures can even find their way to you and find rest because of your growth. People are growing off of your growth, right? the, The birds of the air find rest in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them. Wait, wait, wait. As they were able to hear it. Are you able to hear it today? Are you, oh, come on, let's grow. Jesus says, if you're able to hear it, if you're able to, catch this. The kingdom of God is like a, a mustard seed. I, I got a picture up here. I, I was going to start throwing them out again, but I didn't want anybody to get mad at me on the birthday. You can see like a zoomed in photo here of these mustard seeds. If I lifted one of these up, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's that small. But what it contains, the capacity of the seed is so much bigger. And guess what? People might not even be able to see your growth at first. It could be incremental growth. I'm not saying you got to go zero to 100. That's not how we do at walk. We go A to B. But then you go B to C. Then you go C to D. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm further away from A than I thought. I'm growing. Incremental growth. These seeds must grow. As I was thinking about what to title this message, and I was praying about it, like, God, this is the kickoff, new series, new theme, eight-year birthday. What do I title this sermon? And that was the phrase that the Lord gave me, this seed must grow. And I just want to encourage you with that mentality that there's a seed in, in your life, a kingdom seed in your heart, a kingdom seed in your mind, and it must grow. Seeds were never meant to stay seeds. Seeds go low, they go in the ground, they get buried, and then they grow. And so, friend, I want to encourage you this year, year eight, 2023, going into 2024, this will be your best season of growth. This would be the year that you say, you know what, God, mature those areas in my life that aren't there yet, and I'll praise you for it. I'll be glad you did. This seed must grow. Okay, I got a few minutes left, literally a few minutes, and I'm going to try my best to give you a trailer, all right? Anybody mess with the movie trailers? I'm going to give you a trailer, not one of those like five-minute trailers that tell you the whole movie in a snippet. I'm just going to give you a little, you know, a little scratch into where we're going because kind of like the the preacher that I am, we got to turn everything into an acronym, all right? So we're going to use this word grow, And I believe there's four areas that the Lord is going to grow us in this year. When I say us, I'm talking about me and you individually. There's four areas that the Lord is going to grow us in. I I hope he does more than that, but I hope he does nothing less than this. Amen. Let me give you the four. The G stands for grace. I want us this year to grow deeper into the grace of Jesus Christ And I want us to to swim in the grace of God and taste the grace of God and know the grace of God. I want us to be grace giving because we've been grace gifted. Amen. Because God has gifted us with his grace. Now, when I say grace, what I'm talking about is the gospel. We are a church who loves the gospel. 
centered around the gospel. We're united around the gospel. We're in to the, the gospel. And the word gospel, by definition, the English translation of gospel is good news. It's the good news that God loves you. I'm so grateful I heard a woo there. Because I don't want us to get dull to the reality that God even knows us, let alone loves us. I mean, Hayden, if you said, hey, God's mad at you, maybe, maybe in my flesh I might think, I, I, I can see why. I, I understand. I'm mad at myself, right? Uh, but no, no, no. Let me go ahead and reverse it. God loves you. Like God, the creator of the universe, being worshiped by thousands and myriads of angels. God, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, the alpha and the omega. God loves you. How much does he love you? Enough that he would commission his only son to be born of a virgin, come down into our earth and experience life, then live the life we couldn't live, die the death we deserved to die for our sin debt, be buried into the grave like a seed with Roman soldiers stationed in front of that grave and the biggest stone they could just to make sure that he couldn't get out. That Jesus on that first Easter Sunday would resurrect right from that grave. He would delicately move the stone. Amen. He would paralyze the Roman soldiers to where they were in shook mode. And he would walk out of the grave like the king he is. Amen. Holes in his hands, saving power, blood sufficient for me and you. And he says, hey, that's called grace. Why would he do that for us? Why would he do that for you? Why would he do that for me? It's grace. So the deeper you go into that grace, that's what's going to make you more humble. That's going to make you more. Listen, God has been kind in, in my life. In, in fact, in this past season, I'm living out some of the ministry dreams I had a long time ago. And I'm having moments where, God, I'm seeing the growth. I'm seeing God do some really neat things in my family, in, in, in my life, in our city, and sometimes people will come up to me and say really kind things to me. And you know what my first response is? It's a lot of grace, heavy grace. In fact, if you knew me a little bit closer, you probably wouldn't think as highly of me. I got all types of issues too. Grace. I'm going deeper into grace. I, I, I don't for a second look for moments to puff myself up, nor should I think you should either. I think you should accredit that to the grace of God in your life for his glory. And we can go deeper into that. So here's what I want us to grow. And I want us to grow in the grace of God. And you'll receive grace and you'll give grace as we grow in it. Amen? Amen. Oh, I, I wish I could go further. Let me just go a little bit further. John chapter one. John chapter one. I'm just going to read it. Listen to this verse. Right when Jesus makes himself known, for from his fullness, we have all received, say this with me, grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, the rights and wrongs, the do's and don'ts, the big law, 600 plus commands. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He fulfilled the law. He embodied it. He was perfect and sinless. He lived the life we couldn't live for us by our faith in him. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the father's side, Jesus, he has made him known. And what does he make known? He makes known grace. 
He makes known truth. It's, it's Jesus giving us what we don't deserve. Let's, let's, let's grow in grace. Amen, Will? Come on. Let's grow in that. All right, let me give you the R. Are you ready for the R? The R is this word, repentance. There was less of a chance for that one. Why? When I hear the word repentance, it feels kind of old. It feels kind of cold. It feels kind of bold. This is a nursery rhyme. It feels kind of tough. Repentance? I like the grace. Repentance signifies life change. Repentance is not a 360. Here's what this is. Repentance means I was once walking this way. I was on my journey in the world in sin, whatever that looks like. A 360 would be, oh, what's up, Jesus? And I'm back to where I was at. Repentance is a 180. Repentance is a life. I'm going this way. It's not seeming to work for me. I understand the gospel. And I do a 180 and I go this way. And I'm growing. And I'm growing. And I'm going toward growth. Repentance is not just turning from something. More than that, it's turning to someone. If you're just stopping, if, you're, if you just stop sinning, that maybe is a lifestyle change. That ain't repentance. Repentance isn't just stopping, it's turning too. That's why Jesus says, get, no, no, you can't just say verbally you're following me. You have to get out of the boat and follow me. I get it, you believe in me, but I want you to follow me. I want you to turn. Can I say it'll be the best thing for you? Mark chapter one, the first sermon Jesus ever preached. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee. He was proclaiming the gospel, the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled. Here we go. The kingdom of God is at hand. Listen up, repent. First thing Jesus says, what should we do? The kingdom of God's here, time is fulfilled. What should we do? Jesus starts with repentance. He says, repentance and belief go hand in hand. To believe, it's the, it's the two sides of the same coin. To believe is to, to actually believe God is real and then to turn from things that you know are keeping you from him. Lastly, I love Proverbs chapter three, which reminds us the beauty of repentance. Hear me on that, church. The beauty of repentance. Be not wise in your own eyes. That's a word. That's a different sermon. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil because it will be harmful to your flat, my bad. Did y'all catch it? Are y'all with me? It will be healing to your flesh and say it with me, refreshment to your bones. Listen, the more you repent, the more you're refreshed. The more you turn away from the things that are harming you, the more it's gonna heal you. I wanna go ahead and redeem repentance. I wanna redeem this idea of repentance. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just like, hey, yeah, I repented back when I like received Jesus at VBS. Yeah. Listen, repentance is a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, Amen. It, it's not when did you repent? It's what are you repenting of today? Yeah. Right. Let's grow in that. I'm not saying you master it. I'm just saying let's grow in that. Let me give you the O. Come on, somebody say O. o. Okay, the O stands for obedience. I want us to grow in obedience. Some of y'all are like, why did I come today? The, the next step. Here's why you came today, because you got to grow. You can't stay the same. You got to grow. The O is the next step. That God has a new step for you, 
And what does it look like? I don't know, but you got to be obedient to it. I love John chapter 14, verse 15. Here's what it says. Come on, read it with me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Notice what Jesus doesn't say. He doesn't say, if you love me, you might keep my commandments. He says, oh, it'll happen. I remember a pastor in my life, Pastor Vance Pittman once told me, if you have an obedience problem, you really just have a love problem. And that hit me because I was like, hold on a second. Whoa, what do you know what I'm saying? If you love me, Jesus says, obedience will come naturally. You will do it. And so what if this year, year eight, you say, I'm going to grow in my obedience. I'm going to grow in what the father tells me to do. I'm going to listen to his voice. I'm going to do it with grace. I'm going to trust him with repentance. I'm going to walk in obedience. And it's going to be a good thing. You'll be glad you did. Can I give you the last, the W? The W is the word wisdom. I believe we can still grow in wisdom, church. If you think you are the wisest person in the room, you're not. He is, and he's got more for you to download and learn. I just hope we never get into this mentality where we've graduated. I just... Hey, hey, I hear it all the time. Brothers and sisters, look, I hear it all the time. People will tell me this. They'll say, I've read the Bible. Like you graduated. Hey, you like hit them with like, tell me a verse. And they just shrivel up. You're judging me. You're like, oh, you said you read it. We can still grow. Let's grow. Plus, this is a living and active book. You could have read the same thing yesterday. You could read it today. It come alive for you differently. Come on. Look at Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs three, I read it every third of the month. Blessed, somebody say blessed. Blessed Blessed is the one who finds wisdom. Ooh, if you wanna know how to live the blessed life, wisdom. And the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her, oh, church, the gain from wisdom is better than the gain from silver. The prophet, better than gold. Listen to me, if you say, hey, this year, man, I grew in money, I grew in bank account, I grew in investments, but I didn't grow wiser, you missed the better gain. He says, look, she, wisdom is more precious than your jewels. More pre- nothing you desire can compare with her. Think about all the things you desire. Proverbs says wisdom's even better than that. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand, what she got? Riches and honor. Oh, let's go, I love it. I think it's a good thing to grow in wisdom, amen? The, the, the sharpest the sharpest believers that I know that are making great kingdom impact. I, I'm a, I like to think of myself as a learner. I love learning from those who are further along than me, uh, wiser, uh, more experienced. Here's what I've learned. The wisest, the sharpest leaders that I've been around in the faith are always ferocious in the word of God. They don't treat this just like a little, little kid's meal fry you ever seen those kids' meal fries? Them things are smaller and smaller. We, tr- we treat the Bible like it's just a little, you know what I'm saying? You no, know, ferocious with the word, devouring the word, getting the word, amen? Grow in wisdom. If you grow, we'll grow, amen? Father, I thank you for this word today. God, I just believe there's more growth you want to do in me. And so, God, grow me. Grow me, Lord. Grow our church. Grow us in grace.
Grow us in repentance. Grow us in obedience, God. Grow us in wisdom. God, make us smarter, wiser, sharper than we were last year. God, I wanna grow. Today, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your savior, that's the best place to grow. Know that he died for your sins and call upon him as your savior. Right now, you can call upon his name. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I don't have it all figured out, but I today believe you're my Lord and you're my savior. I believe you died for all my sins. God, I believe you rose from the grave and I believe right this moment, I'm saved by faith in you. I turn away from my sins. I'm ready to follow you by faith. Grow me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I want to pray one last prayer. And Lord, I pray this would be the greatest year of growth in all of our lives. Come on, pray this with me right now, everybody. If If you would, by faith, just say, Lord, by faith, grow me this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Come on. Praise God.